Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose. His faith directs his life and the example he sets on the court for his young players. This is Full Court Faith on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome into Full Court Faith. I'm Cleon Wall. It's amazing how fast things can change. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose wasn't speaking about a game-changing momentum shift during a news conference in the fall of 2009. He was sharing his relief and joy that doctors had removed a cancerous tumor and that he was now on the road to recovery. Our family will appreciate every day and every situation because we were rolling along pretty good. And then we got hit with a pretty... Pretty big challenge, but it's all good. Rose's life hasn't been the same since he was diagnosed with pancreatic neuroendocrine cancer. In fact, it's something he will have to live with the rest of his life, regularly visiting the Huntsman Cancer Institute to see if another potentially life-threatening tumor is formed again in his body. But his faith in Jesus Christ has led him through those tough times, and it's something he continues to cling to as he tries to lead young men on and off the basketball court. His faith started young with guidance from his parents. My dad had been a bishop two different times, once in Southern California, and then he was a bishop at uh, in Houston, and um, but on the high council. And so I had a great, uh, you know, mentor and, and leader. Rose's love for sports also started at a young age, but he didn't start out as a hoop star. Well, I think that I was really a um, a baseball player at heart when I was when I was really young, eight years old, little league, you know, and you play in the minors and you get drafted in the majors when you're ten, and and uh, I think it was when I got to you know elementary school to around fifth grade that uh, they had tryouts. We lived in Southern California. This is now going way back. We lived in Southern California. We didn't have gyms in our junior high schools or our elementary schools. We played out, outdoors on blacktop and chain nets and metal, you know, uh, <laughs> backboards. And I tried out for the fifth grade team and uh, ended up making the sixth grade team. And that's probably the, the first experience that I had as a, as a youngster uh, playing. And I remember games being canceled because of the rain. I remember, you know, you going to school at 2 o'clock. Uh, you know, it starts. The wind starts blowing, and we lived out in Orange County. The Santa Ana Canyon wind, winds, winds would come down, and <laughs> so you'd start thinking about, my goodness, how are we going to shoot the ball in the wind? You know, but uh, you know that went from uh, we moved from Southern California to Houston, and 
you know, I, I played I played football and basketball and baseball those young years. But when I when I got when I moved to Houston, then the high school I was at, um, I either had to play football and nothing else, or I could play basketball and still play baseball. And so, really, I think that was when I made the choice. And even though football in Texas is so big and so exciting and I didn't really realize that when I gave up football, what I was giving up, you know, as far as uh, the the the, the, the uh, hierarchy on campus, you know, as far as sports are concerned. But uh, basketball's been basketball's been really good to me. I, I love it, and uh, I can't really see my life without it. The eventual coach of the BYU Cougars wasn't sure his athletics career would continue on after high school. Well, my junior year in high school. Uh, I scored a lot of points. I had a couple letters come through, uh, questionnaires after my junior year. So, um, you know, I, th- I thought that maybe that could be something that could happen to me. But I didn't really realize that I was a college player until I actually had a coach offer me a scholarship. You know, and that was came a couple year a year or two later. The scholarship Rose accepted was to Dixie College in St. George, Utah. He continued to play both basketball and baseball in 1976 and 1977. Unlike many of his BYU basketball players, a decision to leave on a mission wasn't automatic. We're talking the mid-70s that uh, um, there weren't a lot of athletes that, that served missions. You know, it was kind of, uh, you know, if, if, if you were if you're an athlete, you signed with the school, played four years, and then moved on. I mean, things have changed so dramatically in the last 45 years or so. For me, I think that, uh, you know, my faith was always, uh, you know, really important to me. But I, I was probably on a track more to be a collegiate and professional athlete than I was on a track to be uh, an LDS missionary. Rose's faith increased throughout his freshman year in southern Utah. You really start to find out a lot about what you really believe without your parents around and your siblings and and uh i just I, I just really felt a faith a real faith of wanting to do be a good person and i, I would go to church every sunday i can remember getting home late late on saturday nights and still getting up early and and and, and attending my meetings and, and i think probably the the biggest thing I was I was questioning it. I was what what can I do? Could I could I maybe be a missionary as an athlete? You know, all kinds of things were running through my mind. But uh, they had just uh, remodeled the the, the St. George Temple and they were dedicating it. And Spencer W. Kimball came down to do that. And as a part of that, there was a fireside in the college gymnasium on our campus God at Dixie. Bless you, as we carry forward our lives toward perfection and i attended the fireside and listened and in that meeting uh you know he talked about that time when kind of the motto of the church for missionaries was that every worthy young man should serve a mission and that was what i considered to be me and so that from that day forward that's what i was going to do and I was playing baseball at the time. Basketball season was over, and I was playing baseball at Dixie College, and uh, and I had some some interest from some professional scouts for that June draft, and they they contacted me if if I was drafted, would I play single A ball, or would I go here, or would I do that, and uh, basically told them all that I was 
and going to serve a mission. And, and I left on July 10th in 1977 to serve in the Manchester, England mission. His call to serve in the land of the Lancashire Rose was not all sunshine and roses. Those were hard times. You know, I'd been away from home to play basketball, but I'd never been away from home to do something that uh, was so challenging. Really, if I, if I if people ask me this all the time, what would you do different if you go back and do it as far as your mission is concerned? Only one thing, and that is my preparation. I would prepare so much more for... Uh, you know what I was what I was in for, and you don't you don't really know what you're in for. But I would have paid more attention for what I was in for <laughs> and prepared a lot more. Coming up after the break, Coach Rose reflects back on the hard work and rewards of serving in the British Isles. I, I have you know some real special experiences as far as uh, individuals being able to you know find them and share the gospel message with with them. And a bit later, his University of Houston teammates stand up for him and his beliefs. When Full Court Faith continues on KSL News Radio. Hey, Cleon here. I hope you're enjoying Full Court Faith with Dave Rose between conference sessions. You may be listening to this KSL program right now on the new KSL News Radio app. If you're not, you should give it a try. Not only does it have all of your favorite news and talk programs on demand, but it also has original podcasts like The Nightside Project, SLC Fanboys, and my podcast. It's called Overtime with Cleon Wall. That's where we try to get the story behind the scores and other sports stories out there. And if you're a BYU football fan, you can check out live streaming of games and coaches shows like BYU Football with Kalani Satake. So check it out. Download the new KSL News Radio app today in the Apple iTunes and Google Play stores. A profile of BYU basketball coach Dave Rose and his spiritual life. Full Court Faith on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Cleon Wall. Dave Rose's journey to Manchester, England, didn't start at the MTC in Provo. His training came while standing on British soil. That was, you know, the first few months there were really different. You know, the way our mission was put together at the time, we went to the mission home, which was in Salt Lake City, for four or five days, and then put us on a plane, and and we landed in Manchester. There was about 13 of us in our group. And our mission president at the time, had a what he called a ram house, which was a recently arrived missionaries, and we got put in a six-week program. He was an Air Force general, and he put us through this <laughs> six-week program and trained us of how we do missionary work in the England-Manchester mission. And I remember my trainer was from Snowflake, Arizona, uh, Elder Titus, and uh, he taught me the ropes. He He was a guy who showed me, you know, how to do things as far as a uh, missionary was concerned. And he says the LDS church members were friendly, but the day-to-day work was tough, and most of the time they were knocking on people's doors to spread the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, tracting was our deal. That's what you know our mission president challenged us to hit 200 doors a day, and so we would knock and knock and knock and knock, and you know, out of the you know majority of the 200 doors, and we kept a record of every door we knocked on, and if they were home or not, if there was a conversation. And most of the, the knocks over the two years were nobody was home. Or if they were home, nobody was answering. Okay, They could see us coming down the street. But uh, And so missions have changed quite a bit since then. Brits love to talk to him. Uh, probably the most uh, 
frequently asked question to me in my first six months, this is how I remember it, walking on the street, doing things, is that young kids, I served in Liverpool for 13 months, two different times, uh, and young kids would come up and ask me what time it was because they wanted to hear me talk. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was just strange, and, and, and that's how they could get a conversation going with a Yank. But there were sweet experiences while serving among the Brits. One of those experiences started near the end of his mission in 1979 and lasted all the way until he arrived as a coach in Provo. A lady we baptized um, there, we had two young young children, seven years old and four years old, I think, at the time, or three years old. And I came home. She joined the church, and, and then they got baptized eventually. But uh, I got a call from her at my office in BYU that uh, uh, she needed to talk to me. And I hadn't spoken with her for over 10 or 15 years. And and uh, so I called her, and she told me that her son was, her youngest son was in the MTC. And he was called to serve a mission in Toronto, Canada. And he'd been there for a couple of weeks, and he wanted to come home. And she didn't know anybody over here, and she saw my name in the directory Left me a message, just the same David Rose that served a mission in Barrow-in-Furness, England, up near Scotland. And, uh, so she asked me if, if I could help anyway. So I actually went over to the MTC, and, and we chatted for a little while and uh, kind of made a deal, had some challenges for him to just get to Toronto and give it you know, some time. And Then I get a call two years later, and it's you know, the same sister, and she's coming through Provo on her way to pick up her son from Canada after his two years on his mission. And she actually got to come to our ward. I was teaching the priest quorum at the time. She was able to tell all these priests how she was, her conversion story and how it all worked. And uh, and so that was fun. That, that was kind of a uh, really, you know, and, and in fact, after she she joined the church, she married, you know, and uh, found a guy, and he became really active in the the ward and the stake. She was a relief society president, and you know, stake young women's president. So she she's had a great run in the church, and she's had two sons that served a mission. So that's pretty fun for me. While the mission was a challenge for Elder Rose, getting back into basketball playing shape after two years of really not playing at all was just as difficult uh, you know i didn't do it the right way and i got home at an interesting time you know we, we were on the quarter system at dixie at the time and so uh school didn't start till late september but i got home mid-july which is kind of late uh so to be ready for the fall and i i just went i, I went so hard and so i i really went more with my heart than I did with my mind, and uh, and I had a lot of issues. I had sprained ankles. I remember, you know, I pulled my groin, had a hamstring issue, and uh, all that just slowed me down to, to try to, you know, get back. When we return, Rose moves back to Houston to play for a national championship. And why didn't the current Cougar head coach ever play in Provo? That's all coming up next on Full Court Faith. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose. His faith directs his life and the example he sets on the court for his young players. This is Full Court Faith 
on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. I'm your host, Cleon Wall. Big time schools were not knocking down Dave Rose's door to get him to come play basketball for them after his final season at Dixie College. And that included his current employer. Well, I was recruited by BYU, but I've never offered a scholarship here. And I played baseball there two of my sophomore year. I had a great year of baseball. I had a couple of scholarships to play baseball. But just that is still pretty similar. Baseball scholarships aren't nearly quite as <laughs> lucrative as, uh, as a, a basketball scholarship. And, and I like basketball better. Just, you know, I just, it was just my, my personality. Rose says he was recruited by some smaller schools, but then his dad ran into his old high school coach and explained his situation. That same coach so happened to be friends with then-University of Houston basketball coach Guy Lewis. And he was just telling Coach Lewis one day that, uh, you know, I just graduated from Dixie College and I was looking for a place to play. He had had a player uh, from Europe who had just come in that spring and told him that I'm going to go back to Europe and play professionally. So he had a scholarship. Kind of two and two got put together and uh, he called me and, I just got married. We were living in Flagstaff. I had a great summer job, and he asked me if I wanted to come on a visit. And I said, Coach, I've been to the University of Houston a, a lot. I said, <laughs> if, if uh, that, that would cost me a couple of days of work, I mean, if you want me to come to the University of Houston and you're offering me a scholarship, I'll come. And so I was probably the easiest recruit they ever had, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how it happened. And what a team Rose joined at Houston. Drexler. Rose ended up playing alongside Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon, and the rest of the five Slamma Jamma Cougars. Oh, look at Akeem up above the rim with the Slamma Jam. While the Cougars were slamming the basketball and lighting up the scoreboards, Rose was also sharing his faith with his Houston teammates. It was pretty easy to do since he was the only married member of the basketball team. Well, there's no question that that was uh, a... Uh a topic from day one, you know, with all my teammates about the fact that I was married, uh, you know, I was older, and my path, you know, I graduated, you know, basically three or four years ago as far as those high school kids coming in. And uh, so uh, we had a chance to talk a lot about what I did and, and, and you know, how, the, uh, how that mission had kind of skewed my timeline, you know, as an athlete. But... Uh, what I really remember the most, even even in high school, and uh, is that it, it was hard. Right? But but once once they knew who I was and what I stood for and what I wanted to do, what I would do and what I wouldn't do, it was really kind of fun to watch them, uh, my teammates especially, kind of just rally around me and and protect me and help me. Elijah, on little five foot turnaround jumper. And they they really respected it, you know. Not 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 did they have in any idea understand it, you know. But they knew that I was, uh, you know, that that's the way I wanted to live, and that's things I did and things I didn't want to do. And and I really liked the fact that I was in a situation where everybody knew that uh, I was kind of unique. I kind of like that. His team made it all the way to the national championship game against North Carolina State in 1983, and most college basketball junkies know what happened on the final play of that title tilt. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, it's a long way. They won it. Former Utah Jazzman Thurl Bailey and the Wolfpack walked away champs 
and Dave Rose walked away from his playing career to a life on the sidelines. He coached high school basketball and then returned as the head man at his alma mater of Dixie. He eventually joined Steve Cleveland's BYU staff in 1997. Rose wasn't sure how they were going to recruit with the best of them, especially with the school's honor code. I think when I got here, you know, I felt like, whoa, this is it's really going to be a challenge with, uh, you know, with non-LDS players. And I, and I believe that the core of this program will always be, uh, you know, LDS players that, uh, you know, come and, and uh, really want to re- represent uh, the university and the, uh, and the church. But there are a lot of, uh, you know, not only great players, but just great people that uh, uh, have Christian beliefs and they uh, uh, embrace what we believe and and uh, how we live. Parents especially, you know, the kids, the kids sometimes, the honor code, they, they, they question quite a bit. The parents, they love it. They think, oh, that's how I've raised my, my <laughs> child and that's what I want him to do. But uh, I, I, kind of after maybe the second year here, I, I just kind of changed my whole attitude about uh, about the honor code and, and recruiting. And in order to be successful here at BYU as a student and as an athlete, there has to be a part of that honor code that you really believe in and that you really embrace as a person or you won't be successful here. So for me... If that's not in your personality as a potential recruit, then we need to move on because you're not going to be successful here anyways. And so uh, that's been kind of the fun part for me is is uh, to give them the honor code, to talk about it, to, to see what their reaction is, uh, talk about maybe some of their experience. A lot of kids have transferred here from other universities. And uh, I, I, I do believe that uh, you know the, the guys that – for the most part, that we end up with, they, they, they feel like the honor code is something that brings us together rather than tears us apart. Rose then took over as head coach of the Cougars in 2005. Oh, Emery on the sideline, the steal, pulls up for three, and scores! Oh, what a During his entire time as coach, his faith in Jesus Christ guided him. I mean, a lot of people in, in, in my associations, in my life, that they just can't believe. And I feel for him, and I believe that gay, get, that faith is a gift, and that uh, I've been really fortunate that when I have challenges, big decisions, life, uh, just kind of life experiences, one of the first things that my core belief is is that I want to involve my heavenly Father. I want to involve God, and 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 help me in those situations. And I kind of take that for granted, or I have taken it for granted in the last few years. It's kind of hit me that what a real gift that is for me, and I've been kind of blessed with that. And so I, uh, I think that uh, the way that it's shaped me is it's helped me stay on a path in this business that sometimes can be really tough uh, as far as what you do and how you do it. It's kind of allowed me to be really true to how I want to be able to uh, uh, to coach at this level. That faith would help him get through one of the most trying times of his life. Coming up next... Well, I'll always be a cancer patient. How Coach Rose cherishes 
one of his major trials and deals with passionate fans. That's all coming up next on Full Court Faith on KSL News Radio. Cleon here again. If you've missed any part of Full Court Faith with Dave Rose, you can listen to the whole entire program by downloading the KSL News Radio app. Just go to the on demand section of the app and look up my podcast. It's called Overtime with Cleon Wall. We try to give you the story behind the sports stories, including a few stories of my own and why I decided to pursue those stories. You can also find other original podcasts like The Nightside Project and SLC Fanboys, plus highlights of your favorite shows on KSL News Radio. So download the app today and take your favorite shows and podcasts with you on the go. A profile of BYU basketball coach Dave Rose and his spiritual life. Full Court Faith on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. Coach Dave Rose had a pancreatic neuroendocrine tumor removed in the summer of 2009. It's not as deadly as other cancers, but it can still kill some. Rose says it poses a problem even today. The first tumor that they ended up removing that caused me all the problems uh, was about the size of uh, a grapefruit or softball and and now we're if we are removing them we're, they're maybe the size half the size of my fingernail my, my small smearing fingernail so that's a good thing because we're monitoring them and i got great uh, you know medical people and but the actual experience uh when i was in the hospital in vegas and the surgery and removing it and um you know then having complications with uh blood clot in my lungs and that experience uh you know, will we'll always be really special as far as my faith is concerned because uh, I think my faith really helped me get through it just to have the hope that I can do this. And uh, hopefully I don't get back into that situation again, but, uh, but it was a, a special time, and I'm really glad that for me personally that... Uh, you know, I was, I'm a believer at that, in, that, in that experience because it really helped. Rose is very upset. Dave Rose's sideline demeanor hasn't changed since he was first diagnosed with cancer. He still gets fired up on the sidelines and wants to win as much as any coach out there. He was asked if people email him about being more Christ-like when he's coaching on the sidelines. I, I probably have got emails on, well, probably not every subject that's known to man, but... On a lot of subjects that have nothing to do with basketball, this is quite a unique place. And um, you know, if I, 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 for the for the most part, you know, I try to answer most of them. But some of them, I, I think the best thing to do is to delete them and then delete the delete, so I don't go back <laughs> and try to find it maybe at another time when I've actually been proven right, you know, in uh, a decision or or something. But uh, I. The one thing that I love about the fans of BYU is they are passionate about BYU and about the mission and about their teams and about athletics. And when you're working at a place where people care, it causes a lot of that's causes a lot of issues, you know. But it's the very best in our business is to be able to coach at a place where people really care. And that's what's fun about it. Offensive put back by Kafusi And Wow, the Cougars hanging with it. Rose has said in the past he doesn't know how much longer he will be the head coach at BYU, but 
He plans on pressing forward with faith each and every day. There are so many opportunities in a day to uh, counsel or to help or to plan the direction that we want to go and where we want to be and and helping kids through academic situations and career moves and missions. And I just feel really fortunate that all of that revolves around what I believe. And uh, I think that's what, uh, what I probably enjoy the most is to be able to use that, that faith to help me do my job. So... As uh, and 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 then just be really grateful for the fact that uh, it's uh, the things I did when I was younger to help me get to the place where I am now, to where that faith is is not only really strong, but I understand that it's really fragile and that it's a gift that I need to continue to nurture to make sure that. Uh, it stays with me. Thanks to CBS Sports for some of the highlights. And thank you for listening to Full Court Faith with BYU basketball coach Dave Rose. I'm Cleon Wall, and you are listening to KSL News Radio.